Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your chance to qualify for our grand prize. Two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Cuts. Two tickets. I don't know, I don't know what's going on right now with my mouth. <laughs> Two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns on April 11th. I don't know what's going on with my mouth right now. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on with it. And a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino. Get ready for an electrifying night of rock and roll as two iconic bands, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns, come together to perform live on April 11th at Westgate International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovation home of legendary Vegas fun. Now, I know on the Scraby Show, you yes. covered this a little bit, but we did not cover it because it came uh, it came with about 30 minutes left in the show, and you were kind of um, holding on to it for your show. I wasn't holding on to and it. I was, I was willing else. to let you go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, but we should talk about it. Who, uh, Julio Urias... Um, the L.A. prosecutors have decided they will not be pursuing the more serious charges. It sounds like he's going to be charged with a misdemeanor, um, which is good for him in terms of regular life. In terms of baseball, I don't think it matters. And I don't know if you went over this. A um, couple, maybe at probably about six years ago, seven years ago now, Major League Baseball, uh, I don't know if it's a rule, but they decided that there is going to be separate punishments for domestic cases specifically and it wasn't going to it wasn't going to be contingent on whether you were convicted or not and we've seen that kind of work itself out whether it's Marcelo Zuna um I don't I think there was no case ever brought against him he was Trevor Bauer no case ever brought against him both of those guys were suspended for substantial time. Mm -hmm. So I I say that to say although it's good news for Julio Urias that He's not going to be, you know, hit with serious, more serious charges in terms of baseball. I still don't see it going well. I, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if he plays in twenty twenty four. Oh, really? The whole year? I think so. Wow, um, because this is his second incident with this. Yes. So I, I assume the penalties escalate as you do more of these. But um, yeah, we talked about, or I talked about it last night, and. On the Scraby Show. Yeah, on the Scraby Show. Six, Six seven, seven, Yeah, yeah thank you. you. Thank you. you very much. I was going to uh, give you a shameless plug so you didn't have to do it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I don't have to look so shameless. <laughs> um, no, but like we were, I was saying last night that 
I don't know what his market is anymore because he's a free agent. And I didn't even put the, the Padres out there because I don't think the Padres are doing this or even kicking the tires. And in Dennis Lynn's mailbag, he said that he has heard that Trevor Bauer is not, is a no-go for the Padres as well. Uh, the, the, the interesting part is, and, and I don't know if I'm uh, if this is anecdotal or not. I don't have any evidence. But it feels like even though – Trevor Bauer wasn't uh, accused of of domestic violence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It feels like he is going to be judged more harshly than Julio Urias right now. I wonder because I don't know Trevor, why that is. Trevor Bauer has been out of baseball now for almost two. two this years? is the, going into the third. I would have to look back, but it's been a while. It, it's it, you know perception is 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 a, is a lot of this, and the perception at least. Um, and I don't know why that is, is that Trevor Bauer has done something worse, which actually, you know, you know, in terms of evidence is yeah. not actually true. Yeah, that is that is strange because there's actual, you know, police filings in the Julio Urias. Doesn't case. mean that, that, that Trevor's not guilty of, of doing something bad in terms of, you know, how we treat human yes, beings on, yes. on a normal basis. But uh, it's interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how this play out, plays out. Julio Urias is a, is was a huge part of of the Dodgers rotation. It was part of the reason why they probably have said we're going to go out, have to go out and and spend this money because thanks Julio. It, it's it's one thing to have Walker Bueller and Julio Urias in the fold, but only having one of those guys. Um, that that may have led to a lot of the spending that we've seen here. So, and then you got Wander Franco, who I won't be surprised. His problems are are big because he's not actually in the country. Yeah, and it's likely he won't be allowed back in mm-hmm. with the that the the uh, the case that's yeah. being held against him right now. You know he's he's not living in the states. He went back home to Dominican, so he's gonna have to get a visa to get over here. And they typically don't give. Uh, they don't let criminals they don't, in the country. They don't, or typically perceived don't do criminals, that. right? They typically don't do that. So, uh, two of you know, honestly, like two of the biggest, bigger stars, young stars in the game, are likely not to be a part of the game in 2024. Is my prediction. Hmm. I could be wrong. We'll see how that all plays out. Meanwhile. We do have a Gwen versus the fans coming your way right now. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, mm, mm, mm. now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for. Gwen versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. I want to say Tony already read the uh, qualification prize, but I want to throw in another pair of tickets right now what? because you, you throw, are going to just throwing in I'm tickets. I'm just throwing them in. Uh, all right. If you win Gwyn versus the fans today, you will be qualified for that trip to Las Vegas. You will also win a pair of tickets to tomorrow's UCSD versus Long Beach State basketball game at Lion Tree Arena. Grab tickets now at ucsdtritons.com. Long Beach State can play a little bit. Are they? What's their? Are they the 49ers? They're 49ers slash dirt bags. I, slash, okay, I didn't they, want to say it. Their but. baseball team has has the dirt bag. Uh, I don't know why they have different uh, mascots, but yes, they're known as both. Okay. All right. I always found the 49ers one a little strange, but dirt bag is pretty That's strange. That's because too. you're a 49er fan. No, I, I found it strange. Like, it wasn't Gold Rush in Long Beach, was there? I don't know. I wasn't here around that time. 
Well, I'm going to have to go look this up now because I'm a history nerd. So that's what we're going to have <laughs> to do. You made the claim. So. I did. I did. All right. Let's uh, get to the contestant. Or I have to read the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult as you go along. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Tony gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Tony gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player. <laughs> Dang, sorry. But it's okay. My 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 watch I beat just as you got ready to do it. It's okay. If you're a first time player, let us know before you get into the first question, and you will get that question for free. The uh, the hits have already started coming for Alabama. Already, their first five star recruit decommits wide receiver Ryan Williams. Wow. I mean, does they, that really have that big of a? I guess it does. It does. I mean, think about it. Since he's called retirement, they've been doing like, you know, the same montage they do when somebody like passes away. They're doing that right now for Saban. So you know it's a big deal. He hasn't passed away, obviously. He's retired, but... Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big deal. All right, downfall of Alabama. Here we, here we come. Here it comes. Here we, we we should we should call up our friend Skyler. I was just about to say we got to check on Skyler before she this, might be a little upset. This day's over with. All right, let's go to our first contestant, Rod in San Diego. Rod, up, Rod? how are you? Hey, pleasure, guys. Happy twenty four and zero and two and twenty three. Going to change that right now. By All right, I like it. All right, all right. I like the record. Here we go, Rod. Question number one. I think this might be an unfair question, but it's there. What coach just retired from Alabama today? I knew that's what you were about. To oh, ask. man. I'm a big Bama fan. Met, met Nick Saban back in uh, 07. Great guy. And, uh, yeah, that's my answer, Nick Saban. All right, tell me. How sad are you? How fat am I? No, sad. No, sad. S-A-D. Oh, I'm 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 crushed. I was just texting my buddy in Mobile, and I told him, "Man, I expected two more years, but well, I guess we'll we'll get someone else." Yeah, yeah. Th- you definitely will. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be. A I'm good sure coach. they'll be lining up. <laughs> yes, so. they're already there. They're yeah. already outside the athletic director's office. All right, Rod. Sure. Here we go. Question. Question number two. Pete Carroll was the head coach of three NFL teams, including Seattle. Name the other two. Oh, man, these are going to be guesses. Pete Carroll out of USC. I want to say he uh, he tried uh, Miami. Do I have to name two crazy since you got do. the third one? Yes, yes. Okay. And then uh, we'll go with the uh, Cardinals, Arizona. And then I'll say Jets. You got one of them right, actually, Rod, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Tony, do you know which other two NFL teams he coached? Unfortunately for Rod, I do. Oh. Jets. Patriots, Seahawks. That is correct. Sorry, Rod. Thank you for calling. Was it, I think it was with the Patriots. He gave the choke sign after the play, <laughs> and then his kicker ended up missing choking? it. Yeah, choking. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty that hilarious. Wasn't one of, that wasn't one of Pete's better moments, for sure. No, he, he does get a little fired up from time to time. Dan Lanning is a name being mentioned for the Alabama job. He is the Oregon coach. $20 million buyout in order to get him there. I think Alabama can afford it. I think they can, but it's ridiculous. All right, let's go to Ron. You are up, Ron. How are you? Try. Sorry, say that one more time. I'm doing good. I'm okay. ready to give it an attempt here. All right, that let's sounds that sounds good. Here we go. Question number one. Stephen A. Smith works for what company? Well, I'm just going to guess ESPN. Correct. Correct. It's Stephen A. Smith on one today. All right. Question number two. 
If you were an NFL fan, what team featured the Legion of Boom? Oh my god, I know this one. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, let's guess the uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. I know Tony knows this. I'm sorry, Ron. Seahawks. Yeah. L-O-B. L-O-B. Never forget Richard Sherman screaming. <laughs> I was just about to quote Richard Sherman, too. Crabtree! That's all I can say right now is, Crabtree! <laughs> Who's talking about you? Crabtree! <laughs> it's one of the wildest interviews I think I've ever seen. Remember how much flack he got for being... Overly aggressive with uh, Aaron Andrews. Like, he just stuck a mic in his face right after he just knocked the ball away. What did you expect? And he hates Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree was picked on by a lot of people. Remember, I, I think uh, maybe Akeem, that was his own doing. Remember Akeem uh, Tlaib ripped his oh, necklace off yeah. during the game? Michael Crabtree was a disappointment in the NFL, I would think. I don't know about that. Strong word. He he held out with the 49ers until like week eight or week nine or something like that his rookie year. He was never the same. I was so pumped. Never mind. It's not about the 49ers yeah, right not. now. There you go. Let's go to Lance. Lance, Lance what's up, up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Going well. You ready to play? I am. All right, here we go. Question number one. On the Lakers logo, this is kind of unfair, but it's question number one. On the Lakers logo, what is behind the text of Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, basketball. A basketball is correct. All right, question number two. What team just beat number the number one basketball team in the country last night, Purdue? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska Woo. is correct. I'm actually glad you got that because I would have missed it. So it's better that you got it than me missing it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You get this right. Tony gets it wrong. You're qualified for the trip to Las Vegas, and you get those UCSD basketball tickets. Here's question number three. This season's Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Where is next season's Super Bowl? Mm. Uh, this is going to be a complete guess. Uh, let's go with Indianapolis. Indianapolis. That is a good guess because it has hosted the Super Bowl, but not next year. Stay there. Where was it at last year? Where was it last year? I don't remember. It was I, indoor. I, I, I don't think. think you can go wrong with a place like Miami. Welcome to Miami. Incorrect! You are the winner, Lance. Good job. Nice work, Lance. Stay on the line. I'm going to get your information in the break. The answer is New Orleans, unfortunately. New Orleans. For like the billionth time. I'll tell you what, man. That's got some great food there. Great, great food. (laughs) First thing I thought. I've never been. Never been to New Orleans. No, no. You would think I've been to New Orleans, but I have never been to New Orleans. It would get you, it, had to get you some credentials for that Super Bowl, maybe. Uh, Talk to Adam Clue. Uh, Adam, get on it. <laughs> Let's get I'm trying to break. figure out. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out where the Super Bowl was last year because this is kind of stupid that I don't. It was this. indoor. Was it Phoenix? It was That's Phoenix, what it right? Was. I just saw it too. Yeah, you All got right. it right. Let's uh, let's get to break. Four fifteen right now. When we return. Draymond Green, I talked a little bit about it yesterday before we went to break or before we ended the show, I should say. Uh, He seems to be talking a little different after some therapy.
We'll, we'll get into it. We're going to Chris. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. My Lakers are not in action today, of course, because they were in action last night. Picked up their second straight win. Took down the Toronto Raptors. They turned it around? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. You're not. Because too often I say, yeah, yeah, no, this is, the, this is it. And then it's not it. <laughs> it's, it's not, not it. it at all. Uh, so, you know, but the Lakers did get a nice victory yesterday. Um, we talked a little bit about earlier, a little controversy. Toronto Raptors uh, head coach was not happy with the, the refereeing in that game. And uh, it's just a big hang with him. Sometimes I just need a good old coach temper tantrum. He I need he, he was definitely it was he dropped a couple BSs, the real <laughs> that's, words. That's um, our favorite. <laughs> so he he was definitely hot and bothered about it. So, uh, but nonetheless, you uh, speaking of the Lakers, you sent me earlier a an article about LeBron and Bronny having a trading. Card I thought this out. was pretty cool. Fa- uh, what is it? Fanatics. Fan- oh, uh, fanatics. Fanatics. Yeah, uh, they have uh, come to a, a deal with. LeBron and Bronny to put a card together that has both of them. And I thought it was pretty cool because I got to do something along the same lines with my dad when he was pl- when when I was playing. Um, there was one card. There was one card, and I'm pretty sure it was a mistake. Mm, they those are valuable. They did a card where it was my, me, mm-hmm. with my dad's signature. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, uh, you know, immediately, one of the things that stood out about my dad, besides the fact that he was left-handed, he had really good penmanship, and I don't have (laughs) really good penmanship. So it was pretty cool to see his signature, or it was a pretty cool card to have his signature, but... I um, I collect coins for here and there. I'm not, like, a big nerd or anything like that, but my grandpa gave me a bunch of coins. So I learned one thing about coins that translates into the rest of the world. If something is a mistake, it's immediately valuable. So I'm looking for... 
the Wisconsin quarter with only one ca- corn cob on it because there's supposed there's, to be there's, there's, there's two supposed to be there? two or three, but there's one minting that was just one corn cob. But same thing could go for this card. Yeah. If someone finds you with your dad's signature, there's a hold bu- on there's to that. much more than two of them out there because I saw them a lot. I was like, yeah. yo, this is not my signature. I wish my penmanship looked as good, but it doesn't. Uh, Draymond Green back in action. To, or he's not going to be back in action. Tonight. His, his Golden State Warriors are back in action tonight. But I mentioned a little bit yesterday before we went off. Listening to him talk about his time away does seem like it actually had an effect. I actually heard him say, "I've cost this team enough en- en- enough games at this point. Wow, I'm ready to kind of to change it over." Wow, that's that's a big do deal. Do you believe from- it? I actually do. Really? Because I've never heard him talk like this. Okay, ever. that's a good and point. And it's not the first time he's been suspended. Yeah. He's, he's a frequent suspension guy. Yes, frequent and, technical and, guy. And he's never. And he's de- also a double and triple down guy. I haven't, <laughs> he is. I haven't heard any of that this time around. And that what makes me think that it, this last suspension caught his attention. Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. Because like to me, when I heard, okay, I'm a different guy, it's like, Guys don't change right. in three weeks, right? That, that's that's but also true. Perspective changes people it more does. more so than than being away from the team for three weeks. He and I thought of you when I heard him say this. He said it was so refreshing to hear how are you feeling and what I can't remember the second part, but that was what the therapist asked him in their their first sex their first session together. I wonder if he. Ever had therapy before? Because I, I don't think he had, based on how he seemed to be talking about it. Because honestly, like therapy was, and I've said this on the show many times, therapy is huge and critical for me. I go, I go once a month, and I used to go like once a week, but it's a perfect place to go and talk to someone who has no uh, no skin in the game in your life. They can give you an unbiased opinion on things, maybe call you out for things that you're wrong for. And and help you guide you through those things. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. Therapy is 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 good. Uh, and I you know, in in my in the black community especially for a long time it was perceived as a bad thing. A, 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 a you know somewhat of a point of weakness, if you will, um, having to go. Oh yeah. It, it's nice to see that stigma start. It hasn't fully faded away, but it's starting to 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 fade away. You know, and, I could feel. That the like you said before it was people who go to therapy are weak. Now I could feel some people thinking if you don't go to therapy, you're hundred percent. The the thought process is changing around it, uh, but it wouldn't be a Draymond Green article conversation without a, a few barbs sent somebody's way. <laughs> Stephen A. caught one. Uh, he was Stephen A. during that suspension had. I don't know if he was intentionally doing, it, but he kind of insinuated that. You know, maybe there's something wrong with Steph Curry's leadership because he brought that up be- by saying, "If it were LeBron James' teammate doing this thing frequently, what would we be saying about LeBron at this point? Hmm. Would he be he'd be getting it would we would be being critical of him um, if it were if the shoe was on his foot? He would never be as big of a superstar if LeBron was like Draymond, like or st- uh, like Steph. I'm sorry, yes." It, it, I see what you're saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think Draymond took issue with the fact that Steph is taking shots because yeah. of his actions. He acknowledged that. He's all, it, it pissed me off, the fact that Stephen A. was saying this. However, 
my actions are the reason why he's even in the crossfire to begin with. So that there, is therapy. There was right a there. lot of things I heard from Draymond that I was like, "Yo, this That's is gross. This is not the same guy." And honestly, maybe I, I wonder though how that translates on the court because that same thing that makes him a, a Looney Tune when he's not playing basketball yeah. is it's one of the things I think that makes him go as a base basketball player. Well, when he gets out on the court. Every player is going to try to get under his skin. Uh, uh, you know that. And he's going to be baited, and he's going to have to do his best not to do anything because he has to be on his best behavior. But maybe now he's like a Zen guy, and he'll just walk away from it. I, I really don't think the far. first cheap Zen. shot someone takes on him, I really don't think he's going to be able to hold back from getting in that person's face. I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of dudes try to, to try him, though, to try yeah. to see if they'll get him to uh... – to kind of leap and go back to the dark side again. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't too. Because Draymond is uh he's a really good player. And when he's not, you know, slapping somebody, kicking somebody, <laughs> uh, he seems like he's a really good teammate and, and, and good leader. Yeah, the, the or when he's not punching somebody that's out. True. Too. I forgot about that. Yeah, the last incident was probably it was enough. Like I'm glad the NBA did what they did because he said his arms were flailing, which it clearly was not yeah, it's, flailing it's, arms. It's one thing to 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 punch out Jordan Poole on some things he said that were over the line. Yeah. But to completely, like, backslap somebody <laughs> who's guarding you playing the game, is, yeah. that's, that's probably where a little the, much. A little much there. Uh, I have uh, two things from the chat about baseball cards. Tony, this is from Adam. Tony, the card you speak of with your dad's signature was just shown recently in a Tony Gwynn collector's group I belong to. So okay. there you go. There's one so out it's there. A, it's a Brewer's spring training at bat. With my dad's signature on there. So it's a Brewer's card? Yeah, that, and it's oh, a Brewer's card. That's, that's even <laughs> more crazy. Card. And it's a Brewer's card. Uh, the other one was, Tony, I have a 24-karat gold team gold card of your dad. Your pops is a true San Diego legend from Chance. I appreciate that, Chance. Uh, yeah, you know, that, uh, those cards. I was really into baseball cards for, uh, for a very, very long time. And, you know, it's, baseball cards aren't. What they They're making a do. comeback. They are trying to. But Remember Matt Strom had a TV show? I, I feel like baseball cards do this. They, they've been doing this for a while. Like Ever since they've like fallen off, they make that, this comeback, and you like want to get behind it. I mean, remember a few years ago, we had the, the – the, what was that? A, an upper – Oh, the – uh, yeah, it was, was upper deck. It, was it upper deck? No, it wasn't upper deck. It upper wasn't deck um, for a while. tops. It, was it tops? I don't remember, but they were doing the specialized cards. We were having the different artists on here. Yeah. You know, and I still have a bunch of those cards, but I haven't seen them, you know, really out. Tops, I think, tried maybe to do. I'm, maybe that's because I'm old too. Like, I'm not really like into <laughs> the cards. I can't remember if Tops or Updike did it, but they they really tried to get digital trading cards. They're like having like a this oh my is gosh, really a yes. hard time with Nick oh. Saban's retirement. Did somebody TP'd the trees. It looked like. I mean, come on, people. It's okay. They still TP houses. I mean, oh my goodness, a house down the street for me got it so good recently. Like, I'm afraid I that you bad. TP somebody's house in 2024. It, they might come looking for you. I, I really felt bad for this person because it just like rained too, oh, and so get all that the TP paper. was in like oh. the trees and and all of that. But anyway, Tops and Upper Deck they tried to start digital trading cards because you, yeah, the you digital can collect thing, Pokemon. That, but that I don't, really I'm take not a digital either. guy. I mean, I can't hold the it. whole point of the exactly the whole point of what made the card cool is that yeah. you had it. I, it was in your hand. Hey, look at this! I got this limited edition. And you're showing look the your phone. phone. I'm like, I don't care about that. Get that on my phone all the time. All right, let's get to break. We've got a big five coming your way. Jackson Merrill. It's a name you may hear on Open Today. 
Ooh. We'll talk about it. More Gwen and Chris. Back at you again, 436 on the clock. Big Five headed your way tomorrow. Annie and Elston, 1035. Mike Schilt will join them. Nice. It's a good get. That is a huge get. Mike Schilt will join um will join Annie and Craig tomorrow. Uh should be a good interview. Mike is Mike is always uh a, a fun fun interview to, to to have. We're starting off the year right with our Padres. We got Michael King, we got Mike Schilt, you Indeed. know, all this good stuff. More to come. All right, let's get to our big five first. Here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the big five. I'm going to start with a question I think you guys are probably going to hate because it's a way too early question. Number five. And here we go. In a way too early question for you guys, I was reading the Dennis Lynn mailbag this morning on The Athletic, and he talks about some of the minor leaguers that could be contributors on the uh, Padres' big league team this year. The big names of Jackson Merrill and Jacob Marcy were mentioned as possibilities, but Chris... Do you think a big-name prospect will make the opening day roster? That's way too early. I knew you were going to say that, but I, <laughs> I, took that, I took that out of the question when I admitted it was way too early. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I think a couple of prospects are going to make this roster. The way it's currently constructed, they're going to have to have some young people on this roster. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't have all 26 spots filled, you know, as of right now. And I think they might get a couple more of them filled before the season starts. Uh, either with a trade somewhere or a couple of more signings. But, yeah, I think it's a golden opportunity for some young players to come up and show what they can do. You know, maybe, you know, opening day sometimes is a stretch, but I think you're going to see a lot of these guys throughout the season. I think that's just going to be the kind of year it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so too, Chris. I think you hit spot on. Tony, do you think any of the big-name prospects will make the opening day roster? Big name prospects, a la Jackson Merrill, Jacob a la... Marcy. No, oh. I don't think. Uh, ah, it depends. I think it's. I think Chris's original answer is actually correct, which is, it's too early. Also in that mailbag. <laughs> also, really also in that mailbag, it was mentioned that Hassan Kim may have to be Trading. a trade target. Now, if he's traded before opening day. Absolutely, one of those rookies will be on the roster. Jackson Probably Jackson third. Merrill. However, considering Manny Machado isn't supposed to be back at the beginning of the season, at least for for now, um, I don't think they move Kim. Therefore, I don't think there's a rookie on the at least the the prospects that we are talking about today. Yeah. Um, if Hassan Kim gets traded before the Korea game, that's, that's it can't happen. You cannot trade Hassan Kim before the Korea game. 
Yes, you can. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> I think you can. Yes, you can. If it's good for your ball club and you get the right players, you still have right baseball's going to be like uh uh-uh, uh. You uh-uh. still got Mister Go. Ah, uh, that's true. Go. That's true. But I think we we all know that Hassan Kim is like the star of this return to Korea or... you, because because uh, you he know plays for our is... team. That's how yeah. we view it. Yeah, yeah. That's how we might view it. But I'm going to be pretty sure that ESPN is going to promote some guy named Otani for that game. <laughs> Believe it. I don't even Come care on, about Scraby. that guy. He's not going to pitch. Scrape, I know. I know we are in the mode of, of hate that team, <laughs> and I'm with it. But we also have to, you know, acknowledge the fact that they are not going to, in all likelihood, when ESPN rolls their first commercial. <laughs> it is- Hassan Kim and the San Diego Padres <laughs> return to Korea to take on the Dodgers. I understand yeah, what you that's guys not are happening. saying. But I do... <laughs> I have to go back and look at some of the posters because I would believe that Hassan posters, Kim is on the poster posters are, with are, a Dodger. Listen, I can tell you for a fact because it happens here. It happened here in San Diego a few times. You know, they hang up those posters before opening day. Yeah, players are on there, and then sometime during that season they get traded. They don't take those down. Those stay up there the whole time. They do. Oh yeah, that I saw is Eric. Weird. I saw Eric Hosmer up uh, down uh, downtown for quite some time before uh, that Man, actually came. I'm someone didn't steal that and burn it on, on, on I'm the surprised internet. too. <laughs> people always see me filled. <laughs> Number four. Well, pretty big news out of Seattle today. We talked about a little bit earlier with the reports that Pete Carroll and the team are going to be parting ways after 14 seasons. And I always love reading comments that I see on uh, social media because you get a ton of different opinions. But the main one was about the timing of parting ways. So, Tony, what are some of the signs for a team to know when it is time to part ways with a longtime coach? Um, I guess some of the... My guess is that a lot of the signs are internal, meaning you don't see it every day. You won't see it on Sunday a lot of times. Um, But the one way you do see it on Sunday is if you see a team that just doesn't seem to need to, 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 to muster up that extra oomph that they need to when... In it's the kind past, of like the Chargers down there. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's what made this one, you know, kind of surprising. Surprising is that you know this isn't the Legion boom and you know uh, a young Russell Wilson and you know all the the talented players and they have some talent there now, but I don't think it's on the same level as those teams were. But yet they were in it until I think what week seventeen, six or sixteen yeah, they were the eliminated. Late they the were season. eliminated. So. Um, I don't know. Pete Carroll, although he looks really young and looks young, he's actually he might be the oldest uh, head coach in the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken. I know he's in his 70s. Let me um, just make so, sure. I mean, maybe the fact that he's moving into the front 72. office, front office um, maybe that he also decided that it was time to go. But to answer your question, I think most of the signs – you don't actually see. Uh, we don't actually see. Yeah, it's internal struggles. Yeah, Chris, uh, when is it? What are some of the signs when it's time to move on from a long coach, a long time? Well, the coach? biggest, the biggest sign that it's time to move on from a coach in the National Football League is if you have a one-year playoff drought, <laughs> and that's what the yeah. Seattle Seahawks now have. Yeah, I mean, true. they were in the they were in the playoffs in, in ridiculously so last year, and Pete Carroll did a great job with that team, bringing Geno Smith back from the dead and getting them to the postseason. And then they come into this season, they didn't really improve the roster very much. They had some injuries to Geno Smith. But the problem for Pete Carroll was that 
with about six games to go in the year, it looked like Seattle was going to get in. And then they dropped a game at home to Pittsburgh right at the end of the ah, season. That's right. And I think that cost them the playoff spot. And I think that's what got everybody in the organization talking and saying, maybe it's time. He's 72 years old. Maybe, maybe his message isn't getting through. And the National Football League is ridiculous. I mean, you're looking at 32 teams in the league. As of right now, seven of them do not have head coaches. Belichick will probably make eight. That's one quarter of the teams. Of the other 24 teams, 14 of them are in the playoffs. So that means if you don't make the playoffs, you run about a 50-50 chance of not coming back just on that. It, is, it does seem like that's somewhat of a trend. It's tough It's tough to be a head coach in the National Football League. As I mean, Chris said, on. the one-year drought. Get you, yeah. get you canned. Get you I mean, canned. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly reading stuff, guys. You know, from the the Miami stuff that I follow, that if Mike McDaniel loses, you know, to the Chiefs, which most people think is going to happen, that the Dolphins ought to consider oh, changing that and going crazy. in a different direction. I mean, but that there's team people loves saying it. For him. There's people saying it. I mean, that's how ridiculous this league is. How many people are saying it? You say people. How many? Uh, I counted seven. All right. Number three. So I was looking through some things this morning in regards to Hassan Kim and how much value he adds for the amount of money being paid. And I discovered something that was at least interesting to me. I don't know if it will be to you guys, but if you look at positional spending around baseball on average, Right field is by far and away the most valuable position in regards to pay. Right field in 2023 averaged around $9 million as the salary. Closer was second with an average of $6.5 million as the average salary of closers across baseball. Chris, does it surprise you that right field is the highest paid position on average? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you've got some, some really good right fielders right now. I, I'm not shocked that, that it's an outfield spot you know i mean that's where most of your offensive production comes from the outfield and the home runs and and the corner spots in the outfield so no it doesn't necessarily surprise me i you know designated hitters make a lot of money but they don't make the play the field so uh, the, the guys that put up the biggest numbers and the guys that you know play every day are corner outfielders so uh, this isn't really a surprise to me um your best outfielders normally in right field what do you think tony what do you think about this? Does it surprise you right field is the highest paid position on average? I mean, it helped that Fernando Tatis Jr., who's got like the fourth highest yeah. paid contract, moved, moved from there. infield to to right field. Yeah. And I mean, is Ronald Acuna counting right field? He does yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you got Mookie. some great right fielders. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You, it, what's unique about the right field position right now is that especially in the two cases where you have two of the highest paid contracts um and Mookie Betts and Fernando um they those two parks the park that Betts came from and I would probably include Dodger Stadium as well probably the, some of the the tougher right fields right Petco Park is probably the toughest right field so you're paying your best athlete to play right field in that particular situation I'm a little surprised that it's a corner spot I know they hit the the, the power but how often were we talking about shortstops and mm-hmm. and how much money they like? There was like I mean, five the of them all on the yeah. same on the same. Um, you got Lindor, you got Bogarts. Those are just you got Turner, Turner, yeah. Uh, you got. I'm a, missing a, a bunch of people. Dansby Swanson. Swanson. I mean, 
It, that is a little bit surprising that it's a corner spot. But I thought it was going to be a starting guess, pitcher. But I guess when you take in account all of the shortstops, all of the right fielders, there's probably yeah, there's more right fielders. Punch and, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a, lot. a lot of Punch and Judy shortstops still that aren't making much. Punch and Judy. So that brings the average down. Can I ask? Where did it come from? Yes. I have no idea. Chris, My dad know? referred to himself as a Punch and Judy hitter. <laughs> what? Yeah. Your dad? Yeah. What is it? What is no, the definition? No. Raphael, he said, Ra- when he got into the Hall of Fame, he said, this is for the Punch and Judys. Like, we, we got in. Yeah. What is the definition yeah, of no. a punchy Ju- Punching Judy a hitter? A guy who just pun- slaps not the punching. ball. Punch. It's not punching. And it's punch Judy. and Judy. And I don't know where it comes from. Punch but and it refers, Punch and Judy. It <laughs> punch and completely Judy. different than what I thought it was. Yeah, no, it's not punching Judy. <laughs> Is that what you were saying? Was punching Judy? I thought this whole time. <laughs> Did it was you really punching? Like for my entire life, I've been hearing punching Judy. I was like, man, that's kind of a violent name for a hitter. <laughs> yeah. How did yeah. that happen? For, but okay. Yeah. You know, they probably yeah. named it back when Old Hose was playing or something. But... <laughs> You're probably Gee, probably right. so. It refers to middle infielders that hit about 190 and never hit a home run. There aren't really a whole lot of those left in Major League Baseball now. Punch middle and infielders all going to hit. Judy. All right. Yeah, Learning something Judy. new today, yeah. guys. Number two. I won't have to be worried for Judy if I hear about it. <laughs> Punching Judy. Panthers quarterback and last year's number one overall pick, Bryce Young, had a really tough rookie season with Coach Frank Reich getting fired and the team only winning two games. However, a teammate has an idea of what happened. Veteran tight end Hayden Hurst playing for his fourth team in six seasons. Uh, He's been around a lot of different offenses, so he kind of knows what he's talking about. But he pinpointed the main issue as too many voices in his ear, Bryce Young's Uh. ear. Quote, I think it was apparent. If you were in the locker room, you could tell. Just a lot of voices. Uh, A lot of people trying to, I guess, right the ship. And I think it just got to the point where there were just too many voices. End quote. Too many cooks in the kitchen. There's... Many different ways you could say that, Tony. How do you write the ship with Bryce Young? Get the void. Get the cooks out the kitchen. Get the cooks out the kitchen. Get the cooks out the kitchen. Get it's, one cook in the kitchen. It, it helps. It gives some clarity. He's not trying to process eight. And you should know that this tends to happen in two areas, right? When a team is struggling and everybody knows their job is on the line because of it, um, and it happens in baseball a lot. Right, you, you you know, there's a young prospect that might come up, struggle a little bit, and it's not coming from a bad place. You know, people want to help. Yeah, people want to see him get better, but everybody has their own ideas on, on how that happens, and so um, you see this happen a lot. I, I think a lot of times the the fix is removing some of the voices, giving one direction, one voice. And and going that way, and a lot of times, I would say most of the times, you see a market improvement because of it. Chris, uh, what do you think? How do you write the ship with Bryce Young? Uh, first thing you do is you give him some platform shoes and make him about six <laughs> inches taller. Second thing you do is you take him off the SDFatLoss.com <laughs> diet and you put on about 25 pounds. Oh, yeah. This guy's got to be bigger and stronger, I, and, and you can't do that. I, I, I think the Panthers made a mistake. I, you know, I'm not ready to give up his career, but I, I don't think he's ever going to be a star quarterback in this league. He's just not big enough or fast or quick enough. Uh, you know, to get the job done, I don't think. Uh, secondly, you probably need a new owner in Carolina. <laughs> somebody that's oh, not point. probably somebody that's not going to fire the coach midseason when you're trying to develop a quarterback. And I know that Frank Reich wasn't having a good year, but Frank Reich's done a great job tutoring quarterbacks in his lifetime. 
And I think if you would have stuck with him and let his message get through, I think that would have been beneficial. Instead, you change it at midseason, and now, as Tony said, everybody's in on it, and Bryce Young doesn't know what the hell to do. It just sounded like that organization was out of control anyway because coaches were going behind Frank Reich's back to the owner to talk about things. We often talk about it. It, it starts from at the, the top. top. You see the yep. owner throwing juice or alcohol or whatever yeah, it was on the coming out of the locker room. I mean, it, this is it, it. There's dysfunction at the top. Guess what? It permeates down to the clubhouse, and there will now be drama there drama. as well. Sorry, Panthers yeah. fans. Number one. All right, guys. Unfortunately, I... there's no fix for uh, a bad owner. They just have no. to say, you know what? I'm tired of Platform spending money. Platform shoes? Will that fix it? Platform shoes won't help him either. <laughs> I am really, really excited for the Dolphins-Chiefs game on Sunday. And it's not because, really, the game itself, but because of the weather. Below zero wind chills, and that's putting it lightly. It's going to be. It's going to possibly rival the Ice Bowl back in the day when the Cowboys played Green Bay. And I've actually been to a playoff game where the kickoff temperature was down 10 degrees and the wind chill was below zero. It was so cold I broke my tooth opening a hand warmer during that game. This is you? This is me. Yes. Wow. I had to Only go to the dentist. Only you will break uh, a tooth it was, trying to open up hand warmers. It was crazy. That is crazy. So I looked up and found – I looked at the tickets in Kansas City to see if anybody was going to this game. And, yes, they're Chiefs fans. They're going to be at the game. But I did find some tickets to this game in KC as low as $60. So long story short, Chris, I want to know if you go to an NFL playoff game in cold weather for $60. Uh, you would think that a Dolphin game, I would do anything to go to it, but uh, there is no way I would go to this game. Just and, layer uh, up, baby. The reason the reason is, is I have been on the sidelines in Reno, Nevada for a snow game with the Aztecs on a Saturday night in which the temperature fell below 10 degrees and the wind was blowing and whipping up through the sidelines. And I had more clothes on than I've ever had before. And I was so cold, I could not talk. Ted Leitner threw down to me for a report, and I basically had to send it right back upstairs to him. I was, I was, I was almost had to be taken to the hospital. I was so, so cold. I, I've never been that cold and miserable in my entire life. And I remember the game, the Aztecs were ahead at halftime. And in the second half, the offensive players could not wait to get off the field and come back over and be by the uh, sideline, yeah. you know, warmer, bench warming uh, uh, stuff. So uh, then they end up losing that game. It's it's miserable. There's no nothing in the world that would make me sit there for three and a half hours and be that miserable again. <laughs> Tony, I know the answer. There to isn't this. a chance in hell. I know. I, would, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I can't for the life of me understand why people. Go to games, quite frankly, that are in the forties. Quite honestly, oh, I've been on. to I've been to one game. <laughs> I've been to one game in Green Bay, and it was in September. Uh, it was at the end. It was at the, so it was like nice Green Bay yeah, weather. It was yeah. a little chilly, but yeah, there's there's and then uh, then when you stand on the sideline and you're watching the violence in which Ugh. these plays happen. And then you take the temperature down, I don't know, 40, 50 degrees. I'm good. I think it's ridiculous that people are out there, especially the ones I see out there shirtless. I really have a hard time understanding any of it. Does it surprise you that yeah, I, I don't like, understand that? that you were you know what, I said this no, earlier in the week. No. Go ahead. Yeah, I said this earlier in the week, too. The NFL deserves to be a, a, to take some blame for this. Uh, they did not have to put an outdoor Kansas City game at night. 
They could have at least this played it the during the This is the third time in three days <laughs> you have brought this up. Well, they're, they're going to get the kind of game they deserve, which might be a disastrous mess, which for the Dolphins might, might be, be a, a good, good chance for them yeah. to pull off the upset. That's true. Yeah, it that's might actually true. be. All right, that's it for the Big Five. When we get back, we're going to talk about Hassan Kim and his future, maybe. Can he get traded before the season? Let's hope not. We'll talk about when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 